0: We're hearing from you, the listeners. That's coming up on today's show. Welcome to the show. I'm Philip. On the HAN Show, we bring the haunted attraction industry to you every weekday. We have news, education, and on-location coverage from Halloween experiences worldwide. Whether you're a professional or an enthusiast, each episode helps you better prepare for Halloween. Outside of this podcast, we have videos, education, and a free weekly industry newsletter. Links to everything are in the show notes. At this year's Trans World Show, quite a few listeners stopped by the booth to say hello. Today, we're going to play messages from two of them. Thank you once again to everyone who stopped by and said hello. We really did enjoy hearing from all the listeners out there. Enjoy. Welcome from Transworld Show Floor. We're having a lot of fun here at the Haunted Attraction Network, and we're going to talk to some people and vendors about their experience. Hey,
1: I'm Quinn Kirkland from Hamilton, Montana. My business is Field of Screams MT. We've been in business in Victor, Montana for 24 years now. And this year, one of the main things we're going to add is a 1960s old rusty bus that was converted into a camper. And we're going to put that out in the middle of our cornfield, And it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a fun time with it. But it's good to be at the show, see all the new people and all the new vendors. Having
0: a blast out here.
1: Hi there. I'm Aaron Stoliker I'm with Dark Hollow Productions. And we're in that odd transitional period a lot of haunts find themselves in between home haunting, and a professional attraction. We have a lot of aspirations. I think everyone does. Number one on our list though is we want to make sure that we're doing everything right. That involves a lot of research, a lot of coming to attractions. Uh, Last year we took a massive tour across the country of a whole lot of different spaces. We saw the breadth of different events from the big theme park events to immersive theater to independent haunts and big shows like Transworld are really amazing places we've taken I joked I didn't get to see the show floor until about two thirds of the way into the show because I've just been taking classes and networking and talking to and getting to talk to people I think this is the biggest thing we've met so many like-minded individuals and like we said we're really trying to start from a place of knowledge and a place that we're not just barreling into things with a fistful of cash and going, yeah, and
0: then immediately realizing,
1: where did all the money go? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So considering you spent so much time on education and you're really trying to like transition, what did you learn this year? Oh my goodness, that's a loaded question. We really made it a point to focus
1: on the classes about like business leases that we were just in yesterday with I believe it was the Halloween Express team. That was indispensable. They're talking about temporary leases, negotiating those terms. So hearing from like the Fear, the Fear Factory team too, they, they were amazing in terms of okay, here's how you get involved in the community. Here's how you avoid the big H word saying haunted house and immediately coming at that with facts, with industry statistics about, here's how you talk about the traffic impact, maybe this, but the really nitty gritty that takes to come to a community with that. And, and because we all like to think, oh, the community's gonna love this. There will always be people who are gonna be naysayers and being able to respond to them in the most appropriate way and the most professional way and coming at them with actual facts and not just saying, oh, it'll be fine. We're good people, trust us. It doesn't cut it most of the time, so.
0: That's so true. I... What do you guys have planned for this season?
1: So this season... Uh... Of course, you can't keep a haunter. We say, oh, we're not going to do that much. You can't keep a haunter down. Even last year, we're like, oh, we're not going to do anything. And that evolved into a whole projection mapping show and an escape room sort of experience for our guests, all themed after Hocus Pocus because you've got to keep relevant. But this year, I think we're still planning on a lot of travel, a lot of not quite as much as last year. Last year, we were on the West Coast. We were in Pennsylvania. We were all up in New England. We actually took our own version of the legendary haunt tour. inadvertently but so this year I think we're gonna be we're really focusing personally on building a lot of midway items things that, that you initially think oh that comes secondary but for us we're really heavily focused too on the interactive side I come from an interactive entertainment background originally I worked for a company that did kind of the prototype of a lot of escape rooms they opened in 2003 in Boston and I was still 11 years old playing escape games on Flash on my computer at that point. To see there was a physical version of that was really cool. A lot of our Midway is heavily interactive based, uh, very much akin to the sort of experiences you'd find In a lot of spaces that they add like great wolf lodge with the sort of magic quest you have universal is starting to get into that space with the escape experience they have it's not quite an escape room it's it's storytelling focus first and that's where we're coming from so being able to build a lot of these midway pieces too for us personally we look at that as an opportunity to bring those with us as well to events around the community that we're eventually hoping to open in, getting our name out there, making sure that people know our faces, know the product we're putting out, but we don't just one day pop up like a circus in the middle of the night and go, come please, we promise we're not terrifying. We hope we're terrifying, but. (laughs) Do you have a specific example The interactive element we used just last year for a Hocus Pocus, we had built a kind of booth that was Halloween festival themed, had posters all on the side, or flyers for various businesses around the town that we had made, that had hidden language in them that pointed you essentially from poster to poster. So we would direct them, hey, maybe go check out the bicycle shop and really heavily emphasize that. And they go over and they read the bicycle shop. and say, come find us after you're done checking us out, maybe go check out this. And following down the line, eventually ended up at, hey, come to the Salem Witch Museum, find us on the map at D4. And guests would then make their way back over to the main table and notice there's a little layout of the town, find the grid layout and take a candle, the black flame candle, of course. And they move that over top of the space on the board. It un- unlocked a, <laughs> this is involved, I apologize, getting very specific, uh, and unlocked a chest, which they grabbed a UV flashlight, they revealed a message on the actual booth, and upon reading the incantation, we actually had two possible endings for that, a scary and a not scary. We didn't want every kid coming up who's clearly going to throw their candy and run away by getting the scary ending with Billy the Butcher or Billy Butcherson, sorry, but we wanted something fun. So the Not Scary, they, you know, said an incantation, they caused the cauldron to bu- bu- bubble over. It's really fun, but, so having that split path too, having the ability, and Shaktoberfest oh, did it very well this year with having scary and not scary offerings in the same venue. And just because someone could hear the word horror or haunted house and go, I don't, I'm not about that. I'm sorry, I'm just not going to come that's the worst possible outcome because your event could be perfectly tailored for them. They could have such a great idea, but if they throw up those red flags immediately because there's no offerings for them there or they perceive that, you've lost an entire customer and possibly a whole group because we're not going to go without moms. Sorry, kids. But, so being able to have options for people at different levels. But again, that costs us nothing more beyond the programming initially to have two, po- uh, two possibilities. That was the same set. It was the same setup. And, uh, and it allowed us to, you know, offer something for everyone.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I apologize, I was a little bit more involved. <laughs> thank you so much for stopping by. Absolutely, thank you so much. Today's episode was edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope, and original music composed by Chris Thomas. Support for today's episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. From Dark Hour to Netherworld, Super Mario Land, to Hagrid's bike, Gantam goes where other fixtures can't. See what you're missing with a free demo? Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. The HAN team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Luis Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Until next time, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction
1: Network production.